0: Welcome back to the Company of One podcast. This is your host, Dale Callahan. We are in episode number 143 today, where we're going to be talking about uncovering those hidden jobs. And specifically, because I work with engineers and technologists, we're going to talk about those hidden engineering jobs. There's some nuances here, but a lot of it's the same, whether you're looking for an engineering job or whether you're looking for any type of job. So many of them are hidden. Uh, so let's just uh, jump right in today. What's, but first we're going to before we jump right in, want to do a shout out. So I'm looking for podcast reviewers. Thank you that those of you that have given me reviews in the past. Uh, so I, I'm looking to get some fresh reviews. We've kind of put this podcast on hold for a while. I've come back to it, and so I'm trying to get some fresh meat, if you will. So if you're listening, if you like what you're hearing, jump over to iTunes. There's a link at delcalahan.com slash podcast. There's a link in the show notes, delcalahancom slash 143, and it will show you uh, how to get to iTunes and leave a review. I so much appreciate it. Uh, hey, feel free to give me a shout-out if you want. Uh, over email and just let me know but whatever I uh, would love to share your uh, feedback on the air so this one is imagine the possibilities from Eddie Bapp. Uh, at, he says Dale helps people imagine the possibilities of doing the work you love he helps us think outside of the box and give us gives us practical ideas along with lots of stories of how others have begun doing work that they love. Thanks, Dale. And thank you, Eddie Bapp. I'm assuming it's just Eddie, but uh, thank you so much for the review. And uh, again, I ask for those of you uh, that haven't given a review to go out and give a shout out. We'd love to hear from you. So I want to jump in and talk about hidden jobs. And people always talk about what are hidden jobs. Now, there's an estimate that 80% 80% of the jobs out there, now engineering, globally, whatever they are, but 80% of the jobs are filled each year, have never really been posted or formally posted in the way that we would think of. Uh, that's, so that's 80% of the jobs. So if you're on Indeed and you're on some of these uh, websites that are advertising jobs and that's what you're doing, you're looking at 20%. It's the tip of the iceberg. Uh, so that is a challenge for you if that is what you are doing. What we want to do is talk about how you can get below the water surface, get uh, underneath, and finding out. So, what's a, what is a hidden job? Uh, many of us will define hidden jobs as those jobs that don't get formally posted on boards. And matter of fact, if you search the website, you'll find and you look up hidden jobs. They'll say it's the things that don't get posted to Indeed or job boards or any, any kind of job advertisement. But it really goes further than that because a lot of those posts are what I would call phony jobs. They're not real yet. or Because uh, what happens, a large employer... I am looking for somebody to fill a position, you've been working with me, maybe you are somebody already on my team, maybe you're a contractor I've been working with, a friend I've been talking to, whatever. I know that I want you for the job, right? But before I can legally post, I mean hire you, I have to post a job before I can hire you, like equal opportunity employment issues, and there's other issues. Sometimes government contracts and the way things work, I have to in fact post a job before I can hire somebody even if that person is right in front of me that I know I want to hire. This kind of thing goes on all the time. It's a very common pro, uh, very common process. So, when we talk about hidden jobs, uh, some of them are those 80% some of those are those 80% are things that we already know who we're going to hire. Now, the question is how do you get in that conversation before? Or how do you uncover these hidden jobs? So let's think about what this looks like for you, for you and for me. And I'm thinking in particularly for engineers, right? The mindset of hidden jobs is creating or finding a need, right? That's why we hire people. We don't hire people just to fill a position. Usually, there's a couple of cases for that. But what we're usually doing is I'm hiring you because I have a need. I have work I need done. I need something. And even in the case of a position, I have to fill. I need to fill that position to spend that money. So I need have still have a need, right? So have you ever made a big purchase like of a big screen TV or a car? or a home, or maybe you went on and, and, and jumped on a vacation because you just happened to walk into a store and see the big screen TV. You weren't really shopping for a car, but somebody, something caught your eye or got, they got you to do a test drive. Maybe you weren't even really shopping for a home and you come across something and you find a new home or you go on a vacation. You're not really out shopping for these things, right? Sometimes we just go out, we won't call these impulse buys necessarily, but it was a marketing mechanism that got us to start paying attention to the big screen TV, the car, the home, the vacation, and whatever else it is that we started to buy. That's what we call marketing. That's the point of marketing, is to help the rest of the world understand they have a need for something that you're selling, right? Uh, it it's, uh, it's the, Sometimes we would say marketing is creating a need, uh, but sometimes it's the awareness of a need, whatever it is. Jobs are the same process. As I start running into people that I really love what they're saying, I find passion in what they're doing, I connect to what, the way they're thinking, I start thinking immediately, how can I put this person on my team? And that's the way it works it's not really a lot more complicated than that what the trick is is how can you get yourself in a lot of conversations or a a lot of awareness to you your passion your skills your energy so that people pay attention to you and they you create a need for you and your skills so think about why are these jobs hidden though why aren't they just advertising them as i'm saying sometimes they're just not known yet i don't really know that i need them yet some are hidden because they haven't been advertised yet maybe uh, the team internally is talking about what they need, and we're trying to define it, you know, how those are. We go to meetings and say, well, we have an open position. I was in one of these meetings this morning. We have an open position. We're trying to define it. We spend weeks and weeks and weeks, maybe even months and months and months, trying to figure out what it is we need. And then once we find out what we need, oh, gee, we got to go through the whole HR process, right? All that time while while we are talking, people are showing up, and they are perfect candidates for those positions some jobs are silent searches intentional they're intentionally silent searches we don't want to let the word out what we're searching for maybe we're going to release a new product Um, there's all kinds of reasons they may be silent uh, that we just really don't want to talk about it and i find the higher up the food chain you go the less likely the job to be advertised That's not always perfectly true, but you don't find jobs advertised for CEO of Apple and things like that, right? Okay, maybe those are extreme, but as you pull back layers, CEO positions aren't typically advertised. A lot of officer positions are typically uh, advertised, but also... uh, specific technical skills are oftentimes not advertised because we don't even know what we want. We don't really know what we need. Uh, We don't know the technologies and the kinds of things and the skill sets that we need to define for. And this is because if you're going into a large organization, they may know, but in smaller organizations, they don't know. They don't know what they need. So, Many jobs are just not defined yet, you know, and and whether it's any of these reasons or other reasons, we would call them hidden jobs. The opportunities are there, right? As a matter of fact, I always make the statement that every single company is hiring 100% of the time, always without exception. Now, with that statement, you can believe that or not, but if you think about the hidden jobs concept, I think you understand if I show up, if I have a skill, and I can solve a need that that company has, they probably have money for me. They can find it. If I solve that need, if I solve that greatest need, and that's what we're going to talk about. How do you identify that great need? But before you identify that great need, you first have to get narrow your scope. Now the reason I'm getting into this and saying 100% of the companies are hiring, and you know, if, all you got to do is identify a need, is you need to feel overwhelmed. If you're looking for a job, and you, you're, you know, we're looking on Indeed.com or something, and I, maybe I'm looking in a particular zip codes or areas, or technical skill sets, and I just don't find but five or six or ten or twenty, whatever. It's a limited number of jobs, and we feel overwhelmed in the sense of I'm competing with so many other people for those jobs. But when I tell you that every single company in your city is hiring and you can identify that there may be multiple ways to use your skills in these various companies, you get overwhelmed in another way that there's so many places to look. There's so many places to look and all the headquarters may not be in the the place, in other words. Uh, it may be a company's headquarters in another city that's hiring for a position in my city. Uh, those are the kind of things you should feel overwhelmed about. And I mean, you really should because you have got to get direction. Because there's so many targets, it's hard for you to chase without focus. right? There's just too many things to go after. This is another thing marketing people do well. And when you're looking for a job, you're a marketing person. We are looking for, me and you, we are looking to narrow down the target of what we want to do. What do we love doing? Where's the cool stuff for me? Where's the cool stuff for you? Right? I don't want just any job. I've got that now maybe, or maybe I just left that and I got out of that. This is an opportunity to find that dream job, to find something that's cool. Maybe it's a change. Maybe it's back to what I wanted to be doing. You know, I see a lot of people who used to do technical engineering work. Uh, like several friends of mine, they're school teachers, and they wanna move back into the field of engineering, and they're trying to transition. I see people moving out of the military as engineers, or whatever skill set, but right as engineers in particular in this case, and they're trying to move back into the corporate world and make those transitions into something else, bringing their engineering skills back to what normal industry would think about. But the thing to do is to find where you wanna go is think about your calling. I'll put a link in the show notes at dellcallyhand.com slash 143 down at related episodes about how do you find your calling. How do you find those things that you love to do? And let me just tell you, my experience has been the longer you have had jobs in industry, you've been out of school, whatever it is, the more experience you have. Digging out that calling is harder. People straight out of engineering school, for instance, they have a a little bit more fire in their belly about things they love to do. And as we've been out longer, it's kind of like the corporate lobotomy is saying, right? We quit thinking. We just think the only thing I know how to do is go to meetings and fill out reports in this one specific little area that I know something about. Yeah, get out of your own head. So the calling exercise is a brainstorm exercise that helps you do that. I won't get into that anymore because I get into that all the time on other issues. Uh, but I'll put a link in the show notes to that. If you got questions about it, shoot me an email at dale at dalecallahan.com and I'll shoot you some more information and we'll have a chat, whatever we need to do. So once we find out the things that are fun for me, like I was having this conversation the other day and you know this, these guys are saying, uh, it isn't a class I'm teaching, uh, it's a graduate engineering class. Uh, helping them define their professional career and what they're doing is is they're talking about well they love travel they love or this one individual loves travel loves uh, dealing with antique cars loves dealing with um, you know all many things came in the automotive area his and it was his hobbies right His things he loves doing but how cool is it if he could get an engineering job that's somehow connected to the antique car restoration in, industry and you know they're out there i don't know what they are that's his job to figure it out right but what what i was trying to do was light their eyes up about hey If I could figure out what I love doing, and if I could get a job kind of close in the space, maybe I'm not restoring antique cars, but I'm talking about antique cars all day. That's what I do. That's what my job is about. So that's the kind of thing we're looking to do. Because now my search gets easier, right? Uh, Is You want to find those people doing things you love to do. It now takes off those hundreds of thousands of companies out there that, All are hiring and I can narrow my scope and say I'm looking for people in the automotive industry maybe in the antique restoration industry maybe in the antique industry Uh, or if you love music right you're a musician and that's your part thing how cool would it be to be an engineer working with musical instruments or with musical artists or whatever things that you love I mean is that better than doing engineering for an insurance company, right? I mean nothing's wrong with an insurance company, you know, great jobs to work for insurance companies, but is that what you want to do? If it is, that's great. You probably don't want to work with antique cars. That's the point, is let's focus down and let's find people because now I can get on LinkedIn and search for engineering antique cars engineering music. I can start getting creative with my LinkedIn search. Maybe I don't know who these people are, but I can find them. So here's what I would do. I want to find people doing the fun stuff. I always say, I want to find people living my dream. All right? Because that's really what I'm talking about. These people are doing cool stuff. They're engineers. They're working in my field. They're working in my hobby space. They're working in things I love to do and read and, and spend my time with anyways. How do I connect with him? And here's the reason that connecting with him is so important. I have a passion for that. They probably do too. But my passion becomes a really big selling point. Your passion for whatever it is, whatever kind of crazy thing that you love doing, is selling point. Because I would rather hire an engineer who's all into antique cars because you understand, you believe, you live and breed. In some ways, uh, you are the customer that we're building products and services for. so you, So you're perfect, right? Rather than hire somebody who doesn't know anything about the industry, who doesn't have any interest in it, but they can do the technical work, I don't want just technical work done. I want passion. And by the way, almost every single employer, once I get enough up in the food chain, every single employer wants passion. Not the HR people. They just want to fill out, make sure your resume looks good, right? I want passion on my team. That is just so important to have the passion. All right, so what I want to do now is I'm going to, let's say I don't. I know people in this space that I, I've talked to before, I've met, because I'm a customer, and I start reaching out to them saying, I'm doing an explore. We call this the reverse interview process. I'll put this at dellcallahan.com slash 143. Look in the bottom. Uh, again, it's called the reverse interview process. We got plenty of stuff on how to do this. But I want to reach out to these people And and not send resumes, but I want to reach out and talk to them. This is the ongoing forever learning experience. I mean, why not? I'm an engineer, or whatever your field is, right? I'm interested in X, antique cars in this case. And I want to talk to other engineers messing with antique cards. I mean, this is just for your fun, your entertainment. I want to go talk to these people. I want to email them. I want to talk to them on the phone. I want to LinkedIn with them, whatever the case is. So what we're trying to do is is reach out to them and just say, hey, I'm an engineer or I'm, I'm Dale. I'm looking for kind of my next thing. I'm exploring what to do next. And I'm just inquisitive about what you guys do. I see you're in the antique car industry or whatever industry you're talking about and just say, hey, I'd love to chat with you. And this is just a, a you might call this a cold call. You might do this with somebody you know already. You might use on LinkedIn. The great thing about LinkedIn is I can use the connections, right? Hey, I see you're a friend of Jeff, a friend of mine and Jeff introduced me to you, and I'm seeing you're connected on LinkedIn and so on and so forth. So you're using that third person connection. And you're just reaching out to them. What you're not saying is I'm not necessarily looking for a job, you're not saying that, and you're not sending a resume. You're trying to make a connection with a human being. That's so important. And and for those of us engineers that are so analytical, this is so critical you're trying to make an emotional connection. Please don't break out in hives when you hear me say that. I get it. But this is an emotional person-to-person connection because people have to like you before they will hire you. People have to like you before they will be a reference and hand your name on to somebody else. People have to feel your passion for something before they'll connect with you in that same thing that they're passionate about, right? We got to connect on passion. So this is very much a people, soft skills issue. This is not a resume. This is not filling out a job application. This is just making contact with another human being. It's not that hard, and it's worth it. You'll find it fun. Everybody, and I, I work with mostly engineers, and yes, a whole bunch of introverted stiffs that many of us are, right? They find this fun once they get into it. Okay, it may take you a little bit of nerve-wracking uh, nerve sweat to kind of get past the first one. But luckily today, we're not making a cold call on a phone. We're sending an email or we're sending a LinkedIn request. So that's a little easier for me to stomach, the first times I did this, I was making a cold call with a telephone, and yeah, it was nerve-wracking. Emails much easier. All right, so what to say when you actually meet them? So I've, I've, I've said, "Hey, I want to meet with you. I want to come chat with you." Uh, there's three core questions to ask. You know, you're asking them, "Hey, how did you get to where you are? What do you love and hate about what you do, and what kind of challenges are you having?" Not. It's not a rattle off, it's a conversation. But those are the kind of the three core things. And all of those are, I want that person to talk about themselves. I want them to talk about how they got to where they are. And the reason for that is again, soft skills, people love to talk about themselves. But you just want to go out and you want to meet them. I'm gonna put a link, once you do this, you want to go meet them. Once I'm doing these conversations, I'm uncovering hidden jobs. Guaranteed, if you do this 10 times, if you rush out and meet I will guarantee this to you. Everybody, I say this all the time, and very, very few people have taken me up on this. I taught a class of 40 engineers one time, all looking for jobs. One person did this, and he came back and had a spreadsheet of job jobs that he discovered and actually another spreadsheet of offers he had. It was awesome. But he just went out and did the work. And, And let's be honest, this is a little bit of work. It's not somebody going to do it for you. I can't even even if you paid me, I can't do this for you. This is you've got to make the connection. I can walk you through it. I can coach you through it. I can maybe go with you, but I can't go for you, right? So we're just going out trying to have a meeting. How do you, so I'm going to go out, oftentimes I try to do this over coffee, outside of somebody's office, it's okay if it's in their office, but outside of their office, I'm usually looking for a person with the power to hire, right, because I want to be up far enough up in the food chain. It's not critical, but it's it's helpful. So I oftentimes look for somebody with the word president in their title, so they're president, their vice president, assistant vice president, whatever, Uh, maybe director, depending on the company, right? Uh, So I'm looking for somebody with enough uh, authority that they can answer my questions accurately and they also know the needs of their company. Now, I oftentimes will ask for 30 to 45 minutes. I'll specify. And what I try to do is you want to end the meeting. You don't want to be going off talking about yourself. I want to get them mostly talking about them and I want to end on time. You kind of want to leave people wanting more conversations with you. And most of the time I do this, people are saying, hey, I got more time. Let me go show you around. I have to end it on time. Do not leave a resume. So if I sit down and I had coffee with somebody, don't bring a resume. If they ask you for one, say, I will get it to you an email. You know, if there's really some interest there, don't. Be, in other words, be sincere. Don't look like you've, you've loaded up on them and given them a resume because you brought it and that's what you're expecting to happen. Get an open invitation to contact them again. Now, you, you can kind of ask for this, like, hey, if I got more questions, can I contact you? Uh, but oftentimes, people are going to just give you their card and say, hey, this is my direct phone number, this is my email, ask me anytime. And now you got an open door, right? You know each other. Thank them and leave. Now I point out this, I just said that that all was how to end the meeting, end on time, don't leave the resume, get an open invitation, thank them and leave. Sometimes ending a meeting is so critical. And we all struggle with that sometimes, things just linger on and linger on and linger on. Now you want to have this kind of defined period, okay, thank you for your time, can I contact you again and leave, right? that's so critical because it it instead of sucking their day out you gave you gave them the opportunity to talk about themselves to meet you to connect with you to connect with passion and also you don't have all day either right you're looking for a job so after after that and this is my step 7 I'm on the show notes slash 143 is the show notes so you can kind of follow along evaluate the meeting think about are they a top 40 pick Do you like what you heard from them? And by top 40, I mean, you kinda wanna say you're narrowing your search. Maybe forty is too big of a number, maybe it's 10. Is this something I really loved what I heard? Did I really connect with this person? Do I really love what was the industry? What was their pain? I really wanna narrow it down. I wanna filter, right? Because if you do this 10 times, Hopefully, you will identify three really great opportunities. If you keep doing this over and over, like some friends of mine do, you're going to identify opportunities every single day. But what was their pain? When, you, especially if you ask that question, that million-dollar question of what keeps you awake at night? What was their pain? Can you fix it? You know, what's the big issue in their company? And focus on the big issues, right? Because that's what we hire for. Sure, I might need your engineering skills one day if. Don't try to talk me and my company into something. Search for pain. Or desire, right? Create a desire in them for what you have. That's fine. Can you fix it? Can you help them? Define the opportunity. Put it into words. I always go back, and and, and or I suggest you also, also go back and summarize these things. Here, I met with John. Here was the opportunities I heard. Yeah, he's on my top list. And uh, also you want to think about, does that person have the power and the budget to hire? You might not understand that perfectly yet, but you probably have a gut feel. If not, can they get you to that person? You, in other words, you're just evaluating this. Instead of just going home and saying, okay, met with John, done. No, you want to evaluate this because you're, you want to move to step eight, which is what's the follow-up? Now, for all of them, send a thank you note, and I like actually a handwritten thank you note. A friend of mine has, uh, he said, he puts thank you notes in his glove compartment, in his car, and stamps. And as he's as he's leaving somebody's office, he writes a thank you note, puts a stamp on it, puts an address. It's off his mind. He did it. That simple snail mail thank you note is is unique. It sets you apart. Hey. And emails okay too but the thank you notes better but if you don't do anything else send the thank you email uh connect on linkedin with a personalized message don't just do the blind connect click connect and say thanks for me taking time and for those people who were your tops and say i really want to drill into this create a follow-up routine I use like a 30-day window. Some people use a 45 or 90-day window. But just put on your calendar on 30 days, follow back up with them or whatever number of days, follow back up with them. Now, there's tools that help you do this. There's a tool called Contactually. Some people do this Salesforce. Some people do Microsoft Excel. But if you just if you got a few of these, a calendar works fine. Go in there and just put a note. Met John on October 1st. Uh, so it's now going to be November 1st, about that time. I want to follow up with him somehow. Right? I just want to follow up with him somehow. It may be, hey, just wanted to reconnect. Thank you again for the time. Been thinking about what you said. I have another question. <clears throat> another question is great because that creates some interaction. You might find an article or something that's of interest to them, or have read a book that's of interest and connect with them. Hey, have you read this book? That's kind of what we were talking about. All you're looking for is a connection point. Uh, If you can offer value to them, uh, so one friend of mine, he will actually mail these people a book. You know, if he found a book that's a connection point, he will mail them a book. Now, that costs a little money. You might mail them a Starbucks card you know, maybe it's a month later, thank you. Just thinking about what you said, you are really helpful. You're not gonna do this with everybody, but you're gonna do with this with your prime suspects. All right? this is again, you're, this is a sales process. Nobody usually gets a job offer on day one. It does happen of this process, but you're really looking for the, the, the gold and it takes some time to dig for that gold. So expect it to a meeting, some follow-ups, some more follow-ups. So what you're going to do in step nine is create a process. Repeat the steps above. Constantly be adding new contacts and opportunities. I like to think about meeting at least one or two new people a month because all this takes time, right? Setting a time to do follow-ups with them as I'm talking about in the calendar and keep defining opportunities and keep focusing on those opportunities until one or two things happens, they resolve. You get an offer, or yeah, you know, it just they go away, or they just don't work out. Right? You just never stop doing this. Now, if you're actively looking for a job, and you're really this is this is my job is to look for a job, I'll have a link here about what to do actively, how to spend your day, in a, in a process looking for a job. How to actually spend your day. A lot of what I'm talking about here is that. Because you don't want to just be answering blind job ads. You want to be creating opportunities. What is going to happen to you, I will guarantee this. What's going to happen to you is as you do this, people are going to start offering you jobs out of the blue or having discussions with you at the very least out of the blue about opportunities that are unlisted, that have not been defined yet, and that's where it starts to get fun. Now the cool things, my step number 10, is never stop doing this. If you can get yourself in the habit of doing this, even once you land a job, it's a value to, to your current company, but it's really a great value to you, obviously. Never stop doing this. Always be searching for the next opportunity. So I hope this helps. I hope you are now thinking about hidden jobs in a different way. And as if you're an engineer or a technologist, hey, you know, whatever you are, but that's who I'm mostly talking to, right? You're probably sitting there thinking, maybe this is right. Maybe this guy's a crackpot. <laughs> but try it. Explore it. Do something fun. Try it in an easy way. Think about your passion find somebody on LinkedIn doing it and just find the connection find a warm connection somebody that's a friend and just go talk to them and just go through the process look up the show notes on how to do the reverse interview what we sometimes call an informational interview never stop the process all right that's it for this week so again, I'd love to get an iTunes review from you. Hey, shout out to me and tell me what you're struggling with. I'm, I'm always loving to hear. I know we all get lots of email. I do too, but I do answer all the email personally from this podcast. Love hearing from all the people I've heard from so far, especially as we kind of regenerated it. Uh, so give me a shout out, uh, shoot me an email. And until then, we will talk to you next week.